order of the Supreme Hollywood, you are hereby ordered to cease revealing spoilers on your podcast or face the wrath of the great cinematic lord. You must disband your crew and forever close the door to your establishment. Never. I shall never stop discussing movie spoilers. What? This is madness! Madness? Madness? This is the Spoiler Room! So we're we're actually on the YouTubes now, is that right? We're broadcasting on the YouTubes right now, yes. Okay. So. I because at first I looked at the little live thing and I got my wires crossed. I thought that was a countdown for us going live, but we're doing it. We're this doing is great. it already. We're already into it. I was start, starting early because basically actually I was testing out the uh, audio to see how loud I might have to make this because I'm going to try to do like multiple things here going on. So okay, uh, whether or not I actually. I'm successful at those things. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, you know, you never you never know until you try. You you never know until you try. Absolutely. But how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. That's um, good. I got that's a good. decent night's sleep for a change. Ooh, that's slept always... slept in till four forty five. So wow, feeling feeling rather heroic. Four forty five. How <laughs> how late for you, you rebel. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I slept in by 45 minutes. It was uh it was good. Yeah. That's good. That's that's good. Well, at least at least you got in a little sleep. Uh Yeah. Well, hey. I I I got in after not sleeping well for a few days. I I conked out around probably 9:30 and so I got some solid sleep. It was it was refreshing. Well, that's that's good. That's good. I mean, uh, you know, solid sleep is good. I I got some too finally for uh a while. Um not for uh, great reasons, but um, you know these things happen. <laughs> I, were you were you drunk, or did you no, get like beaten over the head? What? No, oh, I'm whoa. I'm, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my I'm wearing my special cat shirt because uh, we had to put our cat down yesterday. So oh oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I read that no, earlier today, okay. man. No, it's all right. It's, oh, my condolences. You know, well, thank you. You know, it's it's just one of those things where. Uh, you don't really realize what, uh, you know, what's going on or who you, who you have or what you have until, uh, you know, it's not there anymore. So, you know, you got, we had the cat for 17 years and yeah, what a great way to start off the, what the fuck episode 300 on a downer note, talking about my cat passing away. Woohoo. That's how we do things here in the spoiler room. Uh, we do have another viewer, so I'm so glad they've uh, joined to listen in, but, um, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you don't realize, especially having a, a cat for like 17 years, um, you don't realize uh, how much routine, you know, how much is actually routine for you uh, and your family. You know, uh, yeah. it, we got dinner last night because it, it, go figure it happened to be on my wife's birthday, too. That, oh, that's that's how much of an asshole my cat is that's <laughs> to the end to the end he was like he's like you know it's just like yeah thanks cat thanks you know <laughs> uh, but uh we you know we had dinner and, and usually the cat would be all up in your grill looking for food and he wasn't there you know uh last night we had we thought we had to do away with the baby gate when the kids got older but we still put it up to keep the cat out of the hallway it's very oh, yeah. effective you know and so last night i went to to put the baby gate up and realized i didn't have to you know and you get that little bitter sweetness you're just like ah wow okay yeah you know we uh it it just reminded me and this is so sad it, it's a testament to 2020 we mm -hmm. put down our cat of about 19 years back in february mm like a month before this whole lockdown pandemic thing started, which is why when I remembered it, like, Oh, that happened a few years ago. No, that was just, that was like eight <laughs> months ago. Um, but no, I know exactly what you're talking about, including the baby gate thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, our youngest who's three occasionally will ask about Kachu. That was his name. Um, cause he just didn't quite get it. And sometimes he forgets. So that's, uh, that's always fun. Uh, yeah, that's, that's always fun. But yeah, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It was like, Huh. You know, it's one of the, you, you, 
it was always there and so you don't realize you know just how much until they're not there anymore and it's just yeah. like it's just a little crazy is all you know yeah. but uh, enough of that welcome episode 300 300 300 well it's small potatoes for you mr what 596 or something like that now you're like something like that something yeah. like that yeah <laughs> just, yeah uh, it just uh, something something like that i don't know maybe you know uh <laughs> Well, you know, I, it's it's not much of a hornet to it. It's just it's a sign of deep seated psychological problems. Cause <laughs> I just crossed the 500 threshold about nine months ago, so it just shows uh, that I've been doing this way too much. Well, well we just have the COVID a go go to thank for that. That's pretty it. much, yeah. I, I like thank you for giving me cover because it's possible I would have achieved that without this, but uh, it's also possible I wouldn't have. So, mm. uh, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, let's let's talk about you. This is not about me. This is, is about you. Ah, Celebrating yeah, you, sir. You talk about about me i don't know what i'm doing tonight so uh <laughs> things got kind of no. <laughs> exactly what the fuck well you know that's what kind of sparked this is i i looked at it and i'm like holy crap you're like what the fuck 300 episodes jesus you know set a little over seven years we did the seven year anniversary live action thing so i figured hey what the heck see what happens and like i said we have we have a listener or two here a, a viewer or two whatever you want to put it um so that's always good to have but uh yeah, it, it's, you know, and, and I was thinking, well, what to do for the 300? I didn't want to necessarily tie it to Kevin Bacon, though, if people were listening, and and I know I've covered this with you before, but uh, for the two people who are watching, I, I'm putting it out there again. This episode does have a Kevin Bacon connection. All right. It, it, it does. I'm a Kevin Bacon connection. I have, I have five or six degrees, I think it is, to... Uh, to Kevin Bacon. Um, Why is not his he not been on the show yet, Mark? I, 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 I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, he's got his own podcast, though, you know. So it, it's like, right. it's like, yeah, well, that's okay. that's perfect, you know, because if he's got a podcast, he probably has a contact me thing on his web page. That's say, true. You know, hey, I've been de dedicating an entire year to you, sir. <laughs> Step in and tell me about your favorite, not even, ooh, there's an angle, not even your favorite Kevin Bacon movie, Kevin Bacon, but your favorite movie that you are associated with. Send him the list. <laughs> which, be like, oh my God. Which which one of these are you are you very most proud of and which one of these uh, are you not proud of? <laughs> yeah, get him to come on the show for five minutes and your yeah. life will be changed forever. My life will be changed. My life will be changed forever, yes. Um, but, so what's uh, this connection that you've got, these five okay. degrees? Uh, and welcome, um, Mallet CNC Works. Thank you for joining us. Uh, hey, yeah, uh, okay, so the Kevin Bacon connection is uh, my, <laughs> this is going to be weird, my mother's uh, first husband was Tony Frank who uh, actually left her to become an actor, okay? And so, Tony Frank was in UHF. He played uh, the parents of uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic's uh, girlfriend. He was oh, the dad okay. at the table, okay? So, the, there, Tony Frank is there. Okay, so he's in the same movie with Fran Drescher. And Fran Drescher was in the big picture with Kevin Bacon, Boom, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bacon connection tonight, folks, on, on our What the Fuck 300. So all you, all you need to do is to get to Fran Drescher. <laughs> no, I, no <laughs> I need, that's all I need to do is, is get to Fran Drescher, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but uh, no, the guy was in a few movies. He was in uh, the TV series, the first one, the Blue and the Gray. If you remember the, the Civil War one, the first one that they did. I thought that was the show about a uh, spinoff about Marge Simpson's sisters. <laughs> the Sorry. blue and the green. Yeah. No, now I want to see that. Now I want to <laughs> see that being made. Uh, but <laughs> among other things, uh, we are here to talk about uh, what the fuck movies, uh, favorites, or just what the fuck whatever, and, and movie tie-ins and such, which there are some bizarre ones out there. I was doing some research today on, on some uh, uh, crazy... What the fuck tie-ins uh, for movie tie-ins that they had? I mean, it, we were growing up, especially in the '80s and early '90s. You had a lot of movie tie-ins. I mean, big one was fast food. Remember, 
Oh yeah. I mean, we've got some of this. My uncle had some of the Star Wars glasses, um, the original ones, and the Muppet movie ones. Because Burger King used to have, they were actual glass too, not like plastic shit. They were actually glass, you know. And that kind of made sense, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, you know. Well, that, if you'll indulge me for a second, yeah. Pardon well, me while I get means. up. Everyone can get a fantastic view of my whatever. Hold on a second. Sure. Sure. I will drink my wine and welcome another viewer to the room. You're speaking uh, about uh, Burger King. Oh, right? look at look at that! Uh, there's a Boba oh, Fett and Darth Vader right there. That's, Empire that's Strikes all, Back. That's all kinds of sexy right there, Ian. That's, well, that's, thanks. The glass yeah. is nice too. <laughs> it's the beard. The beard complements the glass, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that sounds like an aphorism or something. The beard complements the glass. It, it does. Uh, I don't have it with me, but I've got the bat blade that I feature on. It's vinyly mine. It's uh, shaped like the batarang. It's a two-bladed uh, knife. Um, so, you know, I've got that. So that's that was a movie tie-in I, I wasn't quite expecting, but my wife got it for me. So uh, actually, give me one moment. Hey, All look, right. here's a great live show. I'm going to be right back. <laughs> I'll vamp. <laughs> hey, everybody out there in YouTube land. How you doing? Well, I can't see the chat, so uh, yeah. Well, okay. So Mark's back. <laughs> I'm back already. So I was, uh, I was vamping for you. Oh, you were vamping! Awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, one of the things that my wife got me, she loves, she knows I love Batman. So it's the Bat Blade. Um, it says Batman. It's in backwards on here, but it's actually a dual bladed bat knife. That is incredible. Isn't that awesome? And it's 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 like. It's like metal. This isn't like cheap, like cheap plastic crap. This is actually like good solid stainless steel. Like, yeah, I use this to open up all the vinyl on its vinyl mine. There's a plug right there. Shameless shill. Uh, now, here, here's the question. And yeah. first of all, there's nothing wrong with plugging your stuff. Yeah. Um, but have you ever done the battering thing like Christian Bale did in Batman Begins where he throws it against the wall, watch it go end over end into something? You know, I'm Polish, right? So I... I, that would not work. Okay? I was going to say, does I, that mean that you did it without opening the blades? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, if I did it that way, at least I would be safe and not stab myself. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'd be like, and where'd it go? And it'd be sticking in my head, you know, and then, then you got to go to the doctor and you go, well, he'll be like, what the fuck, man? What, what'd you, and actually, no, he wouldn't. It's in the middle of Wisconsin. So he'd just be like, okay, give me a minute. Uh, <laughs> Wait, it's Tuesday already? <laughs> it's, Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, it's Tuesday already. What the hell? <laughs> so. oh, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, what the fuck movies, man? I, I know you watch you watch quite a bit of films as you're, you're you know as well and do you have a uh what the fuck movie that kind of stands out for you or one that you actually enjoy even though it's just bizarre as hell yeah i mean there's a few and unfortunately i focus so much on the tie-in portion of the, i didn't come up with a list of actual <laughs> movies well that's um, okay I, we're we're live so just wing it, wing it. okay I, I shall but I've, I've got props here oh off yeah. to the side, in addition to the burger king glass <laughs> I don't um, want to know what props you brought. Okay. No, 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 there's things I can okay. show on camera and not get us kicked off YouTube. Okay, so I was going to say, remember, we're YouTube here. They have specific algorithm for these things. <laughs> and even though we're flagged as, you know, 18 and older, you never know. You never know. Yeah. But okay. Uh, <laughs> well, so, um, yeah, I, I guess my biggest WTF movie, especially one that I love, and it's kind of a... I guess a cliche, but yeah, I'll, I'll indulge mm -hmm. myself and you anyway. Uh, by all Tommy means. was Tommy was so's the room. <sighs> uh, no, yeah. no, no, by all means. Good. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, I knew it was going to come up from one of the crew members. We may have more crew members join tonight, but no, please, by all means, indulge us. Uh, why is that one of your uh, more enjoyable WTF films? Because it's got this reputation as being, you know, the worst movie of all time, you know, was so mm. kind of stolen away from Ed Wood in some circles. Uh, but it's it's just such a, a wonderful disaster of a film. You know, they made the disaster artist about mm. uh, the making of the room that to watch it, it's sort of competently made. 
I expected, you know, the worst movie ever to be just a completely, I've seen low budget, no budget, zero mm. heart, zero effort films that are much worse than the room. Sure. But what I haven't seen is a bad movie that inspires such audience participation. Uh, it's kind of like this generation's Rocky horror picture show. Um, you know, pre COVID years ago, I got to go see it at the music box theater and there's a motif in the film where, for some reason, Wiseau did set decoration. He would put framed pictures of spoons all throughout the apartment set of Johnny. Mm-hmm. And so at the music box, and I assume other theaters, too, that show midnight movies of this, whenever a spoon would show up on screen, uh, people were encouraged to bring plastic spoons and throw the them. Yeah. They would throw them like, you know, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, you know, arrows <laughs> shooting through the sky. You look overhead. It's just or like 300. You know. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> our, exactly. our spoons will blot out the sun. <laughs> well, then we will eat Taco Bell in the shade. You know. Uh... <laughs> hey, hey! Speaking of Taco Bell, I've, yeah. I've got a grievance, and I don't Uh-oh. care if this gets us kicked off of YouTube. Oh, by all means, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> around here, and I don't know if this is regional or just something they decided on a corporate decision. Yeah. Uh, I can't get the cheesy potatoes and I can't get the nacho fries. The only sides oh, I'm yeah. left with are like black beans and rice. What happened, Taco Bell? <laughs> dude, dude, they got they they whittled down there. They're getting rid of the freaking Mexican pizza. Yeah, I, I know, right? It's like, what what are you thinking? You know, you, you keep the cheesy roll up, which no one eats or the little case chicken quesadilla. But, oh, you got to get rid of that. I'm surprised they haven't made the nacho fries a regular uh, uh, menu item anyway, because my boys love them. You know, I, I I enjoy them quite a bit. I think it's trying to be like the Taco Bell version of the McRib. You know, you just got to wait for it. It comes around <laughs> like, oh, my God, you just spotted it. It's like uh, speaking of Burger King. Do you remember Herb? Do you remember that oh, sort yeah. of a weird tie-in from the oh, 80s yeah. where there's a guy named Herb and you had to find him and then you could win money? Yeah, yeah, I remember Herb. Uh, well, I mean, and who can forget the Noid? That was a, a WTF. That was like a freaking mascot. You're like, what the? Avoid the Noid. You're like, what is a Noid? And they they never even, I think, explained it too much in the commercials. It was just the Noid. He was just... Yeah, he was supposed yeah. to represent like all bad pizza chains or something or anyone that wasn't Domino's Pizza. But yeah, tie-in products. They had a Noid video game on, on NES. I never played it, but I remember it being a thing. The the Noid video game, there was also, let's not forget, 7-Up uh, uh, and The Spot. Oh, yeah. You remember The Spot? Uh, they actually... Vaguely. The, the, they, the, the Spot... Uh, um, I, you might be too young. No, just kidding. <laughs> We're, I think you're about the same age as me. So, just but, about, yeah, yeah, just about. But the spot was a <laughs> uh, marketing technique uh, because the Seven Up logo had the spot in it, and they were kind of like the not like the raisins, but they were the mascot. The they'd have eyes and you know shades in that, and they actually had the spot Nintendo game, uh, Seven Up spot Nintendo game. It basically it was like it was like um, checker, not quite checkers. It was like. Uh, uh, Othello or whatever, you know, where you'd put your color on one end and you put it on the other and it would flip the the coins. It was kind of like that. Yeah, it was like this board game. And we already lost a viewer. All right. Um, <laughs> it like, happens. It happens. They're like, what? what, what? Um, no, but it was it was a, a strategy game and you, you would have different um, colors. You could do verses and it was a board and then you would put your your pieces, these tokens, which are basically the spots, and then uh, you could capture colors, and then your point was to have the most colors on the board. Uh, you never played the 7-Up Spot game? I did not oh, play a lot man. of Nintendo outside of, like, Mario Brothers and a couple other titles. I just, I, I zeroed in on specific games. Oh, um, plus, okay. plus I, my parents didn't buy me a whole lot of games, so that was the other wow. thing. I, I can imagine the 7-Up game was probably, like, $40, just like the Mario <laughs> games or whatever back in the day. It's like, my parents were like, I'm not going to spend $40 on a freaking soda pop game. <laughs> soda pop dumb. game. <laughs> But I, one thing, I, we were talking about the room, and mm-hmm. this is, I, I'm going to bring out another one of my props. Oh, by all means. Oh, hey, look Tom, at that. Tommy Wiseau bobblehead. Tommy, Johnny from the room. Tommy Wiseau bobblehead. Wow. And Whew. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Here, you can see it. it right down there. Signed? It, it's signed. It's signed to me um, from when I met him at the music box years ago. But you met Bobby, not Tommy. 
Or did you Tommy. meet Tommy? I, oh, Tommy. I met Tommy. Oh, you met Tommy. Okay. Yeah. Ian, um, you're tearing me apart. Oh, hi, Mark. You know, it's because of him. My name is infamous now. So many people are like, oh, hi, Mark. And I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, I've never heard that before. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's, it's, uh, it's like one of those earworms or I guess mm. movie memes that just sticks with you. I was watching some movie. I think it was actually Fulci's uh, Gates of Hell. Mm -hmm. And there's a cemetery scene in which there's a giant tombstone, like a family tombstone. I think the name is actually Mark's, like M-A-R-X. Mm -hmm. But I thought it said Mark. Oh. And immediately when I saw that, I damn it, I heard, oh, hi, Mark. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Damn it you, is. Tommy. It is. It is horrible. Though I will say the disaster artist has one of the best performances of Mr. Seth Rogen. So um, <laughs> that I enjoyed, actually. I, You know what? It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Who the hell was he in that? He plays the uh, the the assistant director or whatever, the PA. He's the he, – and he plays it straight. It's like mm – -hmm or a producer, I forgot which role he was, but I mean, he was on set. He was one of the crew guys, so he yeah. doesn't get a lot of screen time, but when he does, I'm like, first time I'm watching The Disaster, so I'm like, that, oh my God, that is him. <laughs> and he's really actually decent in this role. <laughs> so, yeah, know. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, well, I'm not so much a Seth Rogen fan, like consistently, because uh, he's done some stuff and I've been a fan of. I can talk. Um, but okay. uh, yeah, in general, I think he's uh, he's got some good uh, range. I will say that about the disaster artist, the film. I haven't read the book, mm -hmm. but watching that movie, if half of the abuse on set and treatment of the actors and stuff. I mean, eccentricities are fine, but when it comes to like that scene with the actress playing Lisa filming the love scenes and that, you know, that, that just <laughs> peak cringe uncomfortability, you know, I've watched the room since then. And now when it comes to those scenes, I used to think, Oh, that's so funny. It's like their fourth insert of a, you know, yeah. uh, max type of thing. Now I'm just thinking, I know what was going on in the set while this was, while the cameras were rolling. Yeah. I can't be as entertained by this. No, can you put love scene in quotes, the love scene? Because <laughs> it's because. No, I doesn't need quotes because he was at least in love with himself. OK, you're right. That's, you're yeah. right. OK. And that the room is a WTF movie, along with Veronica, which everyone's talking about now. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I've heard Veronica actually dethroned the room in some circles. <laughs> In some circles, I'm I'm not sure what it is, but it, you know, here's the thing, though, it's got there's a weird appeal to it. It is. It's one of those things where especially if you watch films and for those who critique films and, you know, no one's saying it's a wonderful film by any means, but there's just something you just you you're watching it kind of like with the room or you know some other really bad you're just sitting and watching it and you can't take your eyes off of it and then you find yourself coming back to it i've actually watched it three times wow. vol voluntarily and it, each time i go oh man this movie man but i'm watching it you know it, it's like wait, wait does that lady's breasts have eyes what um <laughs> You guys, yeah, uh, especially the first segment because it's an anthology film. Um, and I gotta watch this. Now. You've got to, you've, you've got to marvel. On, what's that? You got to marvel at it. You just gotta, you just gotta, huh? Did it um, just come out on VOD or something like that? Because I feel like I saw it as for, I don't know if like a news story is the right word, but I saw it in some context like a month or two ago. So I don't know if it was just out or it what. It was on VOD or on his site exclusively. It came out exclusively for a while. And then I think I think now it's out on Shudder. And that's why a lot of people are seeing it. it now. Um, I do believe it came out on Shudder. But uh, yeah, it's it's our, our good friends over at Astro Radio Z, Derek Carey, he did uh we did an episode on it we talked about it and yeah it's just you, you've got to watch it. it's one of those films where you can't really describe it and that's definitely a perfect what the fuck film because you're sitting here and you're just going did they just do that and you're like <laughs> are are they acting like you know then you you start getting into the old are they acting like that on purpose or is is that just the way they put someone off the street and said here here say these lines go um 
Yeah, <laughs> I. You know, I I keep bringing up the music box. You know, it's like my mm. hometown theater. It's a great place. But they had a premiere. I don't know if it was the premiere, but a couple of years back, I want to say, as part of their like music box of horrors or something like that. Mm. And they actually got Glenn Danzig to come in and do a and a afterwards. And from what I had heard, like nobody knew what this thing was. So they're like, oh, cool. It's Danzig. And it's like a horror anthology. And so people were expecting like a legit movie. And so apparently the place like they were just tearing up the seats. It was Mm. just everyone lost their minds. (laughs) And it just got really weird afterwards because Danzig comes out to talk about his movie, which everybody love hates. Yeah, (laughs) they do. Oh, I think I think the Q&A hit uh, online for a while. I heard some friends talking about it, that it was something that you have to watch. The Q&A afterwards is just, you know. It's just one of those things, but that's definitely a, a what the fuck movie. Uh, <laughs> you know? uh, so how about you, man? What what what's your what's uh, your go to WTF? Uh, I got there's a number of them. Um, for a long time, it was Naked Lunch, which we did an episode of the Spoiler Room on last year when we did Welcome to Cronenberg. Uh, you know, I just I was just like. I mean, in fact, you could probably pick just about any Cronenberg film and it would fit into, well, any of his actual stuff, you know, not so much the commercial stuff, which was a great exploration last year because some of his stuff, yeah, you're just like, okay, um, <laughs> I feel like I've got to watch this like 80 million times to try to get it. And I don't think I've got enough mind altering substances to really comprehend the level of whatever's going on in here, you know? Well, on that note, um, his son, Brandon Cronenberg, mm-hmm. is a, a filmmaker now. Yeah. And he just had a movie come out, I think, last week called Possessor. Yeah, uh, I heard and, about that. Yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, that is, you know, regardless of genre, that is one of my top films of 2020. Because um, I think it's just about as messed up and gory and broken a movie as the year has been. So it might even be number one at this point. <laughs> so it's very fitting for 2020. Yeah. Uh, 2020, the what the fuck movie. Uh, <laughs> it's coming in about two years, right? Of, uh, of course. That'll be the next scary movie type movie. It'll just be 2020 <laughs> movie. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've I've watched a lot. I usually try to seek out different things you know even if they aren't even if i didn't totally enjoy them mad props to people trying something different um they're actually one of my recent favorite uh what the fuck films i got the blu-ray right here very divisive among the youtube review averse oh and we lost our final mother you got the blu-ray I got the Blu-ray. Well, I, I still haven't broken down and bought it, but it's on my list. I, I got Mother. And and one of the things, I mean, I came out of the movie digging it. I had heard people, you know, it had done festivals and that. And people are like, oh, man, this movie. And, and you know, and I sat there and uh, we did an episode on it with Bloodbath and Beyond, actually. And I didn't plan it this way, folks, for episode 300 of recapping previous episodes. But, yeah, we actually covered <laughs> Mother. Well, it's a good Be- thing to do. Well, because it, over the course of this show of seven years, occasionally, um, this is the first year with Kevin uh, 52 Degrees KB is where I had it planned out. Usually, I kind of play it by ear. I had our monthly special, but then what am I going to watch for this month? I don't know. So occasionally, there'd be a movie like Mother come across to where I'm like, I got to talk about this with someone. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just going to sit here and stew for myself for a while and, and, and get all these thoughts. And I'm like... I need to bounce these off of someone. And so we did the mother episode and I dug it quite a bit. And so many, especially YouTube reviewers were just dogging this film. Oh my God, it's shit. It's oh, this is crap. And what's funny is you'd watch it. And this is, it's one of the reasons I love movies. And I've said this before many times on the show, you watch a film. I watch a film. We could all sit in the same theater, the masks on socially distanced, um, at this point, uh, no, um, but we could all sit in the theater, watch a film, come out and get completely something different from a lot of movies. Not all movies. Some of them are pretty straightforward, like your MCU. <gasps> no, I'm serious. MCU is not that deep. A lot of people, you get pretty much the same thing. Entertainment, fun. OK, but then you get a movie like Mother where everybody's sitting down watching the same film and everyone comes out with something different. Either they hated it. It, it rubbed them the wrong way or there were many 
many creative folks I know, especially indie filmmakers who dug it because this speaks to me. They're like, this is creative product. This, this is all, you know, this metaphor here. And they were going about how it's creative process and the struggles and the, you know, everything about how they approach things creatively. And then religious, of course, some religious things of course came up, you know, uh, and then other people were just focused on, uh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence's breast, but you know, um, <laughs> it people all focused on something different in that film and that's the type of films i really love i mean don't get me wrong i love the popcorn film but that was why i enjoyed mother was because it was a film that mad props for them wide releasing it i you know let's face it i would have never thought it would come to wide release watching it i'm like yeah i mean that was definitely a case of darren aronofsky having a brand name at that point but <laughs> Um, unfortunately, um, was that the last film he released? Uh, I, no, I think he came out later, but, uh, that was the last, I think wide release one. I don't think, I don't think he, uh, released too much, uh, like it got, you know, stump that wasn't in festival or, um, uh, you know, limited release after that. Um, right. Cause, um, cause I know he did. I think Noah might have been right before mm -hmm. Mother or right after, and that didn't do anything. Well, either. I mean, both he had he had a he he's had a string of movies that are sort of artistic mm -hmm. achievements, but box office underperformers, and that unfortunately yeah. can can be a death sentence in Hollywood. Unless your name is M Night Shyamalan, explain that one to me. Um, <laughs> you but, just got to know the right people, and his, M Night's movies probably cost about. Uh, a, a third to a half of what Aronofsky's probably did. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that uh, that Avatar know, thing pushing. had have been like a billion and a half dollars. <laughs> well, but it was, it was a 99 cent quality film. <laughs> that I I don't understand why they, they did. Oh, that Avatar was such a misstep. Oh, but my I, I loved it. I mean, I think it, that was it's kind of like the room of oh, M. Night Shyamalan movies in that. <laughs> It was complete trash, but I had so much fun watching them just like burn money on the screen <laughs> in per in service of nothing. But I got to say, as on this mother point. Yeah. I saw this in the theater uh, with, you know, friend and colleague David Fowley. And mm. right afterwards, we went to the Golden Nugget like pancake house as we used to do back when the world was somewhat normal. Mm -hmm. And we recorded a podcast about it and talking about interpretations. I had not read or heard anything about this movie all i knew was aronofsky and jennifer lawrence was in it but it was mostly the aronofsky factor because i'm a huge fan sure um so i didn't know anything about the religious connotations so when we sat down to talk about it david was talking about all this religious allegory and mm. i didn't see any of it but i did see a really thorough allegory about darren darren aronofsky's life and his career and his divorce and this mm -hmm. is like his working out his divorce movie and I was going through point by point by point. You can see this and that and that correlation. And I was kind of blowing David's mind. And then he was blowing my mind by saying, no, no. Remember, this starts off with the you know, Genesis and ends in Revelation. I'm like, mm. holy shit. So we're, both like, <laughs> we're getting to experience three different movies in the same evening. It was mm -hmm. just it was. And yeah, I mean, people can knock it, whatever. But I I don't quite understand how and I don't. Uh, well, I haven't listened to their reviews or their commentary, but it's hard to see it as legitimate just kind of writing off a movie like that. It, it is. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of the film culture that we have. You know, it, it's so out there that for many people, well, not many, I shouldn't generalize, but for a, a mainstream audiences, some of them, it's just too out there. That's not what they're looking for when they go to theater. You know, the, the, I mean, they're just like, Blah. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's and that's fine, but that's mainstream audiences. I think we're talking about two different things because mm -hmm. mainstream audiences. I know YouTube is a vast, wide playground. Cornucopia. A, yes, a cornucopia, <laughs> and it's a subset of the internet, which is even wider. Mm -hmm. But when you think about people who talk about films on YouTube, they have channels dedicated to talking about movies. That takes mm -hmm. a certain commitment and passion about mm -hmm. the medium to go online and talk about it in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. So you'd think that there'd be some yeah, more an openness mm -hmm. to insight and not just like Joe Blow who goes up and says, I want to see this new movie, Jennifer Lawrence, and I liked her. She was blue in an X-Men. <laughs> she, was, she was blue in an X-Men, and she, she knows how to throw an arrow in that there uh, 
Hunger Games movie. The, the which, hung, Hungry Games. The Hunger Games. I thought I thought that was going to be about a woman going to Burger King. I didn't know it was about about kids killing each other. That was. And she, she did. Uh, she got one of them cool glasses. She no, got sorry. one of them cool. Actually, I've got a badge. I got a Hunger Game badge with a pin. Uh, shows you how well I'm prepared for the show tonight. I've got a Hunger Game badge with a pin with the fingers that I got uh, from seeing uh, Hunger Games opening night. Uh, which is another wonderful story of how I got the T-shirt as well. Uh, did I tell Wait, you? Did you? Did I tell you no, how I got the Hunger Games T-shirt? This isn't like a Mardi Gras beads thing. Is no, this no, no, off no, of YouTube? no, no, no. This is not a Mardi Gras. No, I'm not going to take off my shirt and go get it. Trust me, I'm. We we have two. We have two viewers. I don't want to scare them away. Um, I probably already welcome. Have. By the way, thank welcome. you for yes. Um, but. Uh, I, I uh, okay. So the story is Hunger Games opening night, big movie, right? A midnight movie. I being a movie guy, small town, I had to go see it, and so it was an event movie. Of course, uh, not thinking of the demograph for the Hunger Games, mm -hmm. I'm dad, but no child <laughs> standing in line, right? Okay, <laughs> so it's just like oh, okay. So you know, but you know, bunch of a, a, a lot of a lot of teenagers in the audience, you know, in college, you know, freshmen and whatnot, because it's a college town. Um, and so we're all in line. It's a food drive. If you donated food, you got a, a ticket, a raffle that's, ticket. That's right? cool. So and they were taking pictures and it's hilarious. It's on oh, the no. it's on the Rogers Cinema Stevens Point website somewhere on the Facebook page on the Rogers Cinema Facebook page. They're taking pictures. And here I am in my black trench coat with my bag of food, and they're Damn taking it. I was pictures. Say, you weren't wearing a trench coat, were you? <laughs> black trench coat with my can of food, and there were uh, uh, two uh, young ladies uh, standing in line, you know, ahead of me. And the man, you know, the person taking pictures. Oh, let's take your picture! And so you can see my arm is behind my back. I've got like two feet of space, just like. I am by myself. I am not here with anyone, <laughs> uh, just so that there were no misunderstandings. And so, okay, so I thought that was the biggest thing for the night. Ended up, picture ended up on the Rogers Cinema Stevens Point uh, Facebook page. Well, so I'm in there, and the, the theater's packed. It's a mega screen. We had just gotten the mega screen a couple of years ago, and it's one of those, you know, just packed to the gills with everybody. And by the time I got in there, my seat, I was on the side seat in the corner against the wall. That was the only single seat left just about, right? Mm -hmm. So I had the coupon, and they start, and they're like, oh, uh, we're going to start, you know, the giveaway. And that's when it sinks in going, what if I actually win something? Shit. So guess whose number was picked first for the T-shirt? The very Creepy first the <laughs> number picked. In the, t I'm like, uh, they read the number off, and I'm like, oh. Now this is where my movie passion outweighed my, huh? Because I could have just rejected the number, and they say, oh, the person wasn't here and picked another one. But I wanted the movie T-shirt because it's a free movie T-shirt. Damn it! <laughs> so I get up sheepishly, you know, and I go, yeah, thank you. I go back to my corner and. and Eat my popcorn. It's a good movie, but yeah, that you know. But I got a badge with a, a pin along, you know, open tonight as well. So that was that was kind of cool, you know. And that wasn't really a, a strange tie-in. That one was pretty cool, but that is cool. I, the the third option could have been is you you get the T-shirt and then just or or say you know, draw again. I'd like this to go to the the teenage girl to whom it appropriately belongs. <laughs> No, it's my T-shirt. I want it, damn it. <laughs> it wasn't like a size S belly tee or something mm -mm. like that. <laughs> I was worried. No, it was like it was like a extra large. It was actually a large or extra large. So they planned. Oh, so they, they, so they planned ahead. <laughs> they knew I was coming. Yeah. No, I think they planned ahead to pick the larger shirts so whoever it would go to, it would kind of fit at least, you know, rather than going small. Which so I it was like for the demographic, it. it was like a nightgown at that point. Probably for some. I don't know. I was just trying to keep keep watching. I'm just here for the movie, man. That's it. I'm just here to watch the movie. Uh, I, just on that note, um, I did not think of the Hunger Games 
much, you know, as the movies went on. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably watch them again in a few years and try and reevaluate. But that first movie, I, again, no expectations. I knew it was like mm-hmm. a, a YA adaptation. I really like Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. um, from Winter's Bone. But man, it was so disturbing. Like the scene, <laughs> the cornucopia mm-hmm. <laughs> going, circling back um, where the kids are just killing each other. And it's just, even though it's a PG-13 film, you almost get more chills by what they cut away from. Yeah. Than actually seeing kids get mutilated. It was it was some hard stuff. It was like uh, the closest we'll get to battle royale <laughs> in a mass market situation. <laughs> a, a, a U.S. battle royale, if you yeah. will. Um, yeah, it it, it is. Um, it was uh, fairly dark. I was surprised for what it. But I had read the book. It was one of the oh, only okay. times I actually read the book ahead of the movie because uh, the wife said, you really should read the book ahead of them. I'm like, OK, fine. She's like, it's a young adult novel, Mark. It's going to be I'm like, fine. So it took me a while, but I read it because I also <laughs> read um, uh, The Girl on Fire, uh, the second one. I didn't read the third one, though, The Mockingjay, but I read the second one, which was also I found really good book and the movie held pretty true to it. I was I was surprised how the first two movies actually held to the books. You know, uh, so and then I didn't read the third one, but uh, they broke it up into that two movie thing. You know, um, <laughs> that's, so, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. But that's not a what the fuck movie. That's that, that is a tie in, though. It's, you know, some of those later Hunger Games movies were definitely what the fuck movies. Well, they, and you had some weird tie ins, too. I mean, they. The movie tie-ins are just crazy. What is it, insurance company I saw? I forgot which, but occasionally you get an insurance company that's promoting a, a film. You're just like, huh? What? I'm surprised they didn't have, they should have had a Hunger Games slot machine. You know, maybe <laughs> odds be forever in your favor. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, you know, Ian, I'm sure there's a casino out there somewhere that's calling it, you know, uh, the Hunger Challenge. And instead of a mockingbird, it's got like a dove and, you know, just enough alteration so they can't get the copyright you know infringement going on it and if they don't if they don't have that they do now because they're one one of the one of the two people watching this are they still runs a casino yeah yeah there you go (laughs) yeah they are all free market (laughs) so what what other uh wtf films you got that you and we lost that person see that was the casino person there they left He's off to they're, work they're, on the they're, idea. They're that's off. The, they're off the to work on it. We just gave them an idea. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. not multitaskers. No, <laughs> but um, no, uh, I don't know why this popped into my head. But mm. you know, much like Ray Stance, it just popped in there. Uh, Transformers: uh, Revenge of the Fallen, <laughs> a movie I saw in the theater <laughs> multiple went, times. What? Yeah. Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, the second Transformers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from Michael Bay. The, the um, second yeah, one. The, the second one. Yeah. Now look, <laughs> the, the second Transformers. Let me just. The, out of all the Bay formers, you went multiple times. The second. Mm-hmm. The, the second one. In fairness, I saw the first one. I think a couple of times in the okay. theater because I, I really right. liked it. I, it's not a great movie, but sure. I think. Sure. As its own kind of standalone thing, it's it's mm-hmm. cute, it's fun. It doesn't mess with the mythology too much, right? Um, but the time they get to the second one with the you know the Egyptian climax with the <laughs> mega robot that has the giant swinging balls, the, uh, the racist robots. Oh yeah, I had I had I saw it. You know, my comp the company I used to work for they used to take us out to movie outings like summer blockbusters, so I got to see it there. Then I went to see it downtown at the Navy Pier IMAX in Chicago, and I think I took a bunch of friends. So I must have seen that thing like three or four times in a the theater. So, yeah, I spent like something like 10 hours of my life at least watching it. And then, of course, there's you know DVD and then there's Blu-ray. Sure. I own this sure. thing on multiple platforms sure. or formats. Uh, yeah, it's it. That's the mark of a great what the fuck movie. Yeah. Is something you watch and it's disposable and you forget about it. It's something that you kind of want to hold on to because you're afraid that at some point the digital police are going to come and eradicate all copies of it. So you can <laughs> hold on to it. Like, no, I was here and so is this movie. Living, living in exile like E.T., the Atari game and the holiday Christmas special. Yeah, that, very much so. Um, you, you'd think that they, that Michael Bay's career would have been in a landfill after that, but that movie made like a billion dollars or something, what? and it was two of 
six, five, six Transformers movies. And see, that is a what the fuck franchise altogether is the how they they continually made money, you know, it, it and you're like, but especially two, two, it is a good what the fuck movie you are. You know, that is actually appropriate now that you bring it up because you're watching it going. We went from the first film to to here. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't think John Turturro could get more annoying, but I apparently was I apparently was wrong. Thank you, Revenge of the Fallen. You've proven that he could get even more annoying. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think they kind of rebounded with Dark of the Moon, the third one, I, I believe it was. But by the time they got to that last one with uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Unicron, the planet eating monster, which I always wanted to see on film until I realized that it was Michael Bay handling it. I was like, no, I'm, I'm done with this idea. It, Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Really? Come on. Well, the the last one I didn't mind. They could have trimmed like an hour out of it. the The big thing was they were pumping up the Unicron thing. They're like, "Oh, Unicron, we're going to talk about it." I mean, that was leaked, and people were like, "Yeah," and you're like watching this film, and parts of it are like good, and parts of it like, "What the fuck is Anthony Hopkins doing in this film?" You know, <laughs> they had like um, the robot butler, I think. Yeah, I liked. I actually liked the robot butler, and I really dug Anthony Hopkins actually in this. I'm like, oh okay you know what i'm i i could do this but then it got a little long in the tooth little, and then yeah. i'm like you could have trimmed some of this out and then michael bay pulls an m night Shyamalan on the entire transformer franchise to which everybody if you've ever watched uh was it naked gun and you had uh, where the TV guys hit their head and everybody <laughs> hits their head and then the entire crowd hits their head. That was the audience for the last Transformers movie because Unicron is Earth. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever fan base he had, everybody just went, sure. Okay, sure. Well, <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. It's, you know, they're going for that whole Spielberg World of, War of the Worlds thing where it's ah. like they're, they're already here. They're inside the Earth. But the problem I had, one of the many problems, is with Unicron, the whole threat from the Transformers animated movie was he has this giant planet-eating monster that's coming from deep space. And to him, Earth is like a chicken McNugget. He mm -hmm. can't fit inside of us. No. No. It just... it. You know, it was, and it was one of those things where they were kind of building up going, oh, what are we going to see Unicron? Maybe he's going to come out of Cybertron, which now is in orbit around her. You know, maybe we're, you know, maybe they're going to twitch that. OK, whatever. Yeah, let's go with it. And then the little things started coming out of the Earth and all. I'm like, why is why? Why are those coming out of Earth? And then they drop it that it's Unicron. And then you're just like, really? <laughs> out of all the things you could have done with this. That's what you do. That's why I loved Bumblebee. Bumblebee, first 10, 15 minutes of Bumblebee is what people wanted. It's like, yeah. you, you look at that, I'm like, I, the minute I sat down and watched Bumblebee, I was like, I'm good. I could watch that another 50 times, you know, 10 times. Just that, because that's what everybody was kind of expecting. But you're sitting there going, what the fuck, Michael Bay? I mean, that that's not Shockwave. That, you know, that's not... That's not, you don't need so many pieces. Why are there so many pieces? What the it, fuck? It is kind of like, uh, you know, what Canon did with Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I understand part of that's budgetary constraints. It's like, oh, this is faraway planet called Eternia. Well, let's just set it here on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that was another, it's definitely another what the fuck movie, which... We also covered on the show. Uh, we just happened to cover on one of our past episodes. Um, yeah, that was one. As a kid, man, I don't think you've ever seen a disappointed guy as much as little Mark going to the theater. Masters of the Universe, live action. This is awesome. And, you know, I've got the power. And Dolph was kind of looking the part, but I was young. I'm like, okay, we're good. And then I got, and I'm like... What's this? You know, kind of like that kid at Christmas morning when you open up the package and you're expecting, like, you know, the cool video game and you get socks. <laughs> you know, that was kind of like me with the live action Masters of the Universe when I was younger. I'm like, um, okay. 
Oh yeah, I I was the same way because I was a huge He-Man fan. Yeah, and when I thought they were making a movie, I'm I'm with you. I was like, oh, Dolph Lundgren, yo, know, perfect. Ivan Drago is as He-Man. Why not? Uh, but then you watch it, and you know you've got Skeletor. Frank Langella still looks great oh, in that in that makeup. He's and the best part. He's the best part of that film. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, un- uncontestably. But then you've got all these other weird creatures, like that strange cyber pirate guy, and you know the little guy kind of looks like Grizzlor as a munchkin. I don't know what's going on, but you know I, they changed everything up. And even in the comics, because they had a mm-hmm. line of Masters of the Universe comics back then, they did. I think the movie tie-in, and it's just like. The, the regular comics look kind of like the TV show, but then they had this movie tie and everything looked like all gross and weird. I'm like, I don't want to read this. I don't want to see it. <laughs> well, nothing to do with me, man. Well, not only that. I, well, what's funny with it, too, though, is when I saw they cast Evil Lynn, I was like, perfect. She And she looked the part. I'm like, yeah. they just needed to put her in the bone costume instead of the costume that she had. They needed to put her in the Evil Lynn costume. And she was perfectly cast. And Skeletor was great. And even He-Man Dolph was kind of looking the part. Man-at-Arms actually looked like... And Tila, you know, most of those characters actually looked like they did. Okay, you very varied their costume a little. But they looked the part. Those were great casting. And then you get to the story and what they did with these characters. And you're just like... Why did you not watch any of the source material here? Let me go get one episode for you. That's all you need to watch. Um. Dude, it's it's just like what happened with Avatar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never watched that. Well, let's say my wife and I went to go see the movie. Okay. And before we went to see the movie, we I think it was on Netflix or, mm-hmm. or something. We watched the first three episodes of the cartoon series because we'd never seen it before. And there's more storytelling and excitement and humor in that than in six M. Night Shyamalan films. So when Avatar, the live action movie was over, I'm like, how hard was it? You could have turned the first three episodes of this into an hour and a half film and it would have been perfect, beautiful live action cinema. Yeah, I don't you know, I don't know. Sometimes that that makes you just sit there and go what come on what the fuck i mean well it's like video game adaptations too people laugh at me when i say mortal Kombat is one of my favorite outside of the last few minutes where it kind of craps the bed for the most part that's one of my favorite video game adaptations and why because they basically made a live action version of the video game which is what i wanted Mm -hmm. i that, that's all I wanted. They didn't really alter characters too much. They added a few that weren't in Mortal Kombat 1. They threw in, you know, Reptile uh, from from 2. But still, it was like all the characters looked like they did. The, the settings were right. You even had fatalities in here, for crying out loud. It was like Goro, as cheesy as he looks, he was still a practical effect and pretty impressive for back then. You know, it's like that's what we wanted and then they did mortal Kombat annihilation and i i was just like why that was why. here's here's a very little secret i've never watched either of the mortal Kombat films i think i've seen part of one but uh yeah that's something i need to watch because it doesn't that turn 25 this year wasn't that 1995 or is that 96 yes it, it i think it's 95 thank you Thank you. Hey, uh, hey, you're welcome. I, look, Mark, again, we're, this name, we're about the same age. I know. I know. We're both old. Just, that's fine. We're growing old gracelessly. Listening to my arteries harden as a fatality. That's the slow <laughs> fatality. <laughs> that's, the, that's the adult version of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> old age. Old age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kidney stones. <laughs> 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 now I'm just picturing Lou Kane grabbing his back. Stonality. Planner fasciitis. No. Yeah. No. Oh, well, actually, what do you got? Again, of, uh, of movie tie-ins. Yeah, what do you got? This is also from, uh, I guess this would be the early 2000s. Mm. This is gross. But you remember there was uh, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Yes, yes. For some reason, they came out with uh, alcohol. This is a psychedelic shaker <laughs> featuring Heather Graham. I'm going to see if you can listen to this. Unopened. Unsealed. Un- I, 
<laughs> you I just like could that a genie Heather Graham will come out looking like <laughs> Roller Girl uh, if I were to crack this open. <laughs> you just crossed two exa- Roller Girl Heather Graham out of a Austin Powers bottle. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, blue margarita cocktail mix. Blue, blue margarita cocktail mix. It's not even the full. It's just the mix. You need, still need the the alcohol for it. Um, yeah. Well, I well this stuff is so old that I I might even just get like some kind of a, a high just like drinking whatever is in here. It's fermented. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not. I don't drink. Sure. Uh, but I I saw this and I could not pick could not not pick it up. That's that's awesome. That is yeah. That's that's really. <laughs> Wow, I just, you know, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that is definitely one of those odd, odd things. So what we're going to do now is uh, you'll have to be kind of quiet, and hopefully I don't blow people's ears out. We're going to take a short break here. I'm going to play a uh, promo here uh, for uh, um, a, a web series that's on. She does a um, horror special every year and so now i'm going to try my best this is like one of the first times i've done anything like this so i apologize uh and you're gonna probably hear an echo if you talk again so you gotta shh. but here's a little promo for our friend uh mov mov Movia, I always, I, Movali, I always mispronounce it. I apologize greatly. But anyway, just check it out. It's perfect for Halloween. So uh, here she is. Malvolia. There you go. Malvolia. She does a horror uh, special every year, and uh, she's doing one this year again. Uh, fan, very talented individual, Jen Nagel, who's also an, who's also an indie uh, uh, actress. She's been in a number of indie films. So, um, yeah. So do you know, did she film that and act in it or is she just performing in someone else's film because that was really good no uh well she's got a crew that films with her um but i think she may have filmed that one herself she did i think edit it as well but uh very talented actress indie actress uh does some indie films as well we've reviewed a couple on the final cut um and i've actually reviewed a couple of her horror shorts as well uh so malvolia I always mispronounce the name. I'm horrible with names. People follow this show after 300 episodes and what, uh, like, I think I got a count of uh, 1,300 some final cuts and I still uh, mispronounce names. So uh, it's probably a speech impediment. Um, (laughs) It's a work in progress. (laughs) It's a work in progress. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I've got something here. It's, It's kind of a, not quite a what the fuck, but it makes you just wonder what they were thinking uh texas chainsaw massacre playing cards i have some of those you do not not, not that pack i've got the one the pack i has uh, the pack i has the pack i have just has the on the front it's the classic poster sure sure um i think i've got some elm street and Mm. i don't know if it's hellraiser but yeah i actually found those in a bin (laughs) in my basement like a couple of weeks ago, just digging around for random stuff. I'm like, oh, I've got these unopened cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny story with that. Everything I have is got a story. I apologize, folks. You just have to. That That's the way things are. Uh, here for I, it. story, it's, it's yeah. 300th episode. <laughs> 300th episode. That's right. Um, that was funny because I went into GameStop. And for those of you, any of you who have a GameStop near you, uh, you know, over the years, they've become less game and more stop um, <laughs> in the, because of steam and all the other, you know, services or whatnot, what the fuck, whatever you want. Uh, they less physical media. So they have to fill their shop with something. So they th- stuff things with think geek and all this really cool geek, you know, uh, attire and props and statues and all kinds of crap. Well, I found those in there and I, I went in and they were on the clearance rack and I was buying something else along with it, a gift card. And I saw him like, okay, I'll get this, right? So the guy looked at it and he scanned it and he looked at it, he click, click, he scanned it again, click, click. He's like, 
You know, he's like, I, I don't even know if these are in our system anymore. Here, you could just have them. <laughs> he just gave them to me. So I was wow. like, I was like, okay, I can handle that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> you, know? you know, I had uh, not exactly a similar experience. Mm. In fact, it's I don't know why I'm even talking about it. It's not related to movies, so just forgive me. Oh, that's fine. We're playing it loose, so whatever. Yes, my friends, for episode 300, we were playing it fast and loose. Just what is Ian's non-movie-related story all about? Who else shows up in the spoiler room during episode 300? What other WTF films did they talk about? Well, tune in to part two, where you'll hear that and so much more, including a message from one and only Mr. Gonzarific, the lovely Andrew Shearer. So tune in to part two, folks. Thank you for listening. And remember, in the spoiler room, the conversation is fresh, uh, but we do spoil the movie. Movies.